بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the classes on the description of Salah Kitab al-Salah Sifat al-Salah the attribute the description of Salah and this is class number 7 on this night the night of the 11th of Jamad al-Akhirah corresponding to the 17th of July 2005 and we have reached the point where after the person and the prayers starts, finishes the opening dua then he recites the Fatiha, then he begins the recitation of the Quran and he begins with Surat Al-Fatiha and as to the merits of this Surah This surah is known as Ummul Kitab, the mother of the book. The mother of the book. And it is the greatest surah in the book of Allah. And it is called the Fatiha because it is the opening written chapter in the book. And because it is the opening recital in Salah. And it is not as some people think, it is the opening for anything that they may think of. That meaning, if they want to do something, then they start with the Fatiha, just anything. If they want to ask Allah's mercy upon someone, they recite Al-Fatiha. And this is baseless. This has no basis in Sharia. This is not reported from the Prophet ﷺ, nor by his companions. And it is the same as in engagement in many parts of the Muslim world. If someone wants to get engaged to a woman, the first thing they do is, they say, let us recite the Fatiha as the beginning of the engagement. And then, they think because of that it is permissible for the woman and the man following this recitation to be together in this court engagement and then go out and as if they are truly wed this is an innovation this is an innovation and unfortunately it is spread in many parts of the Muslim world and also in many parts of the Muslim world people when they visit the graves they raise their hands and they recite the Fatiha or they write the Fatiha on the grave itself all of these things are baseless and innovations with no proof from Sharia although they are widespread in many parts of the Muslim world that does not justify them as being legal and the Fatiha is Ummul Quran the mother of the Quran because all the objectives of the Quran are present in this great surah all the objectives of the Quran are present in this great surah and it comprises the Tawheed with its three parts 
singling Allah alone as the only Lord, only true Lord. Singling Him alone as the only true Lord who deserves to be worshipped alone therefore. And singling Him alone with His unique and most perfect attributes. Man is like unto Allah in all of His names and attributes. And it also involves the Risala, the Risala, the message, the message of Tawheed as well, of the hereafter. It involves, it comprises the addressing of the day of resurrection, and also the way of the messengers and their opponents, and the way of the messengers and their opponents, and all that which is related to the foundations of Sharia are present in this great surah. And that's why it is called Ummul Quran. That's why it is called the mother of the Quran. And it is called also As-Sab Al-Mathani. The seven repeated or recited verses as authentically related from the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala particularly addressed it when He said, in Surah Al-Hijr chapter 15 verse 87 وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَاكَ سَبْعًا مِنَ الْمَثَانِ وَالْقُرْآنَ الْعَظِيمِ And indeed we have bestowed upon you seven of Al-Mathani the seven oft repeated verses and the Grand Qur'an, and the Grand Qur'an. Wal-Fatiha is Ruknun min arkan salah The Fatiha is a pillar from the pillars or of the pillars of Salah. And it is a condition for its correctness. So the Salah is not valid without the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha. Because the Prophet wasallam said in the authentic hadith, reported by Al-Bukhari al-Muslim, La salata liman lam yaqra' bifatihat al-kitab. And this hadith is related from Ubad ibn al-Samit. May Allah be pleased with him. La salata liman lam yaqra' bifatihat al-kitab. There is no prayer for the one who did not recite Fatiha. Fatiha, the opening chapter of the kitab of the Qur'an meaning. And also it is authentically reported from the Prophet وسلم, said to have said كُلُّ صَلَاةٍ لَا يُقْرَأُ فِيهَا بِفَاتِحَةِ الْكِتَابِ فَهِيَ خَدَاجِ Any salah prayer in which the Fatiha is not recited then it is khadaj, it is deficient and he repeated it thrice, deficient, deficient meaning incomplete So it is not valid, it is not therefore valid and also he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith reported by Adar Qutni the Prophet sallallahu said that a prayer is not sufficient in which a man does not recite the Fatiha and accordingly we say that it is a pillar in Salah. And it is inevitable that it is to be recited according to the correct opinion in each rak'ah, in each rak'ah of Salah. 
It is to be recited. It is incumbent to be recited in each rak'ah of the salah. And this is the correct opinion. Because the Prophet, number one, because the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, admonished the one who did not pray properly. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa admonished him how to pray the first rak'ah. And then from that was the recitation of the Fatiha. Then he told him, ثُمَّ فَعَلْ ذَلِكَ فِي صَلَاتِكَ كُلِّهَا Then do the same in the rest of your salah. And such, since the ruku' bowing, prostration, standing, sitting, are pillars in each rak'ah. And similarly, the recitation of the Fatiha is the same. And there is no distinction between the two. Secondly, because the Prophet ﷺ continuously recited it in each rakah, and there is no report to indicate that he didn't do it in any particular rakah. And the Fatiha is not lifted to be recited, meaning, from anyone except the one who may come late and joins the salah while the imam is in ruku' while the imam is in ruku' or while in a case maybe he is standing and he feels that he may miss the ruku' before he completes the salah, completes the recitation of the fatiha then in this case the fatiha's recitation is lifted and the evidence for this is in the hadith of Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, when he entered the mosque of the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ was in a ruku' posture, in a bowing posture, so Abu Bakr hastened and made ruku' before he reached the row, fearing to miss the ruku' and then continued his salah afterwards when the Prophet ﷺ finished from the salah he asked who was the one who did that so Abu Bakr may Allah be pleased with him he said Ana ya Rasulullah it's me O Messenger of Allah so the Prophet ﷺ said may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you more keen but don't return. Don't return in accordance with one narration. Here is the point. He, sallallahu alayhi wa did not command him to make up this rak'ah. Did not command him to make up this rak'ah where he was able to catch the ruku' with the Prophet, without in fact reciting the Fatiha. Had the rak'ah been invalid, the Prophet, would have commanded him to repeat this particular rak'ah as he did with the one who did not pray properly he commanded him to redo the salah because he did not fulfill its arkan its pillars now the scholars may Allah's mercy be upon them differed as to whether the recitation of the Fatiha is rukun, is pillar, is a pillar, or an obligation, and whether it is to be an obligation upon the Imam, 
or uh, and the ma'mum and the munfarid meaning the one who leads the prayer of the imam and the one who is led the ma'mum and the one who prays alone and the correct opinion and the propagating opinion which comprises all the evidences is that it is a rukun a rukun a pillar the salah is invalid without its recitation and this applies with respect to the imam the one leading the prayers and with respect to the ma'mum the one being led and with respect to al-munfarid the one who prays alone and this also applies in the secret prayer and in the loud prayer and the fatiha is to be recited with all its letters with all its movements the movements of pronunciation on the letters and all of its words and all of its verses so the verses the words the letters the movements and the order and all of that this recitation of it must be in order and in succession now if the person disconnects the recitation to do certain dhikr in between the verses or if he pauses then what is the position the legal position regarding this if he disconnects the order and the successiveness for example if he says Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen instead of continuing now he pauses to praise Allah and then he begins to say Subhanallah Alhamdulillah La ilaha illallah Allahu Akbar and so forth or he begins to make certain dua then Afterwards, he will say, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. This is not permissible. And if the separation is long, then it is incumbent upon him to repeat the recitation from the beginning. Similarly, if he disconnects with a pause, for example, says, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, then he hears something around, pauses to listen to what the people are saying and the period elongates. Then in this case he repeats it because there should be successiveness. So, and under such situations, this is not permissible. However, if he disconnects upon the recitation of the way of those upon whom you bestowed favors then he says Allahumma ja'alni minhum O Allah make me from amongst them and make me amongst the righteous this is yani, something light and we know that this is permissible in the night prayer also if he pauses to listen to the recitation of his imam and he knows that his imam pauses before ruku' a pause which will enable him to 
completed. So if he pauses to listen to his imam, then he completes it when the imam pauses from the recitation before the ruku'ah, then this pause is, is okay. Now, how should the person recite this surah? How should the person recite this surah? We said earlier, it goes to be ordered in the ordered fashion and also in succession. But he should break between its verses. Stops after the recitation of each verse. Stops after the recitation of each verse. So, he reads, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. He breaks here. He stops. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Malik Yawm Al-Din. Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'in. Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqim. صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين. Because the Prophet ﷺ used to stop at the end of each verse. And if he doesn't stop, then there is no harm. Because this stopping is recommended, not an obligation. Why? Because it is from the actions of the Prophet ﷺ, not from his commands. And concerning the actions of the Prophet ﷺ, which he does without commanding, from the matters of worship, then it is considered to be mustahab, recommendable. As it is stated in Usul al-Fiqh, in the fundamentals of Fiqh, that the pure action implies istihbab implies recommendability and because also the Prophet ﷺ, when he taught the one who did not pray properly he commanded him to read whatever he may know from the Quran and he did not tell him to make tartil stop at each ayah at the end of each ayah Now, being in a congregational prayer, all the ma'mums, all those led in the prayer, should loudly say Ameen in the loud prayer. Meaning, the ma'mum, the one being led, and the imam as well in the loud prayer, and the Munfarid, the one praying alone and in the loud prayer should say Ameen loudly as with respect to the Imam this is clear he says Ameen loudly because this is affirmed from the Prophet ﷺ in his saying in the hadith of Abi Hurairah reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim إِذَا أَمَّنَ الْإِمَامُ فَأَمِّنُوا إِذَا أَمَّنَ الْإِمَامُ فَأَمِّنُوا If the Imam says Ameen then 
When the Imam says Amin, say Amin. Say Amin. So he whose Amin coincides with the Amin of the angels. In another narration, when one of you says Amin in prayer and the angels in the sky say Amin, and they coincide, his past sins are forgiven. And in another hadith, then say Amin, Allah will answer you. So, in the led prayer, those being led, their ta'min follows the ta'min of the Imam. And also because the Prophet as to being loud, because the Prophet can yajharu bi amin hatta yamudda biha sawt. He used to loudly prolong his voice in saying amin. Similarly, the ma'mums, those being led, say amin loudly as the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet used to say behind the Prophet to the extent that their saying of it would make the masjid shake. And this sunnah is an authentic sunnah, an affirmed sunnah from the Prophet Now, with respect to the one praying alone, the single, if his recitation is loud, then he also loudly says Ameen. And if it is secret, then he secretly says Ameen. And the evidence for this is that the Prophet ﷺ used to, in Salat al-Sir, in the secret prayer, to Dhuhr and Asr, he ﷺ, did not loudly say Ameen. And this necessitates that if you don't, if you don't recite loudly, then you don't say the Ameen. The Munfarid, the one who prays alone, the single, who stands the night to pray, for example, and sees that the presence of his heart in contemplation and also in expelling sleep by reciting loudly, then he recites loudly as the Prophet ﷺ did when he prayed, prayed leading Hudayf ibn al-Yaman in the hadith reported by Muslim. So if he recites loudly, then he recites the ta'meen loudly. And he also, the munfarid, the one praying alone, may see that praying secretly is better for him and it brings it brings tranquility to his prayers and words of showing off. Or if in case there is an impediment preventing him from loudly reciting because some may be sleeping around or so f- or, or something like this, then if he recites secretly, then he says Amin secretly, not loudly. And the meaning of Ameen is Allahumma stajib O Allah Answer Allahumma stajib Now When Ameen should be said 
As to the Imam, when he finishes, He says, Amin. And as to the one praying alone, the Munfarid, when he finishes also, He says, Amin. And with respect to the one led in the prayers, the Ma'mum, some of the scholars are with the opinion that he says, Amin, after the Imam finishes saying, Amin. And they took as evidence the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, إِذَا أَمَّنَ الْإِمَانُ الْإِمَامُ فَأَمِّنُوا إِذَا أَمَّنَ الْإِمَامُ فَأَمِّنُوا When the Imam says, Amin, then you say, Amin. They said here, this is like the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, إِذَا كَبَّرَ فَكَبِّرُوا If he says, Takbir, then you say, Takbir. And it is known that you don't say the takbir until the imam finishes from his takbir. However, this saying is weak. The evidence for that being weak is that it is explicitly stated in another wording of the hadith, إِذَا قَالَ الْإِمَامُ وَلَضَّالِّينَ فَقُولُوا آمِينَ When the imam says, وَلَضَّالِّينَ Then say, Amin. And accordingly, the meaning would be, إِذَا أَمَّنْ So, the meaning of, if he says, Amin, meaning if he reaches that upon which he is going to say the Amin, and this is, وَلَضَّالِّينَ Or, if he begins his Ta'min, then you make the Ta'min, so that you be with him. So that you be with him. And should be done loudly, and Simultaneously, therefore, with the Imam. Not before him, as the majority of worshippers nowadays do. So when he begins his ta'min, you say that simultaneously, so that you be with him. But we hear many people in the congregational prayer, they hasten. So that by the time the Imam sees, uh, reaches the noon, the letter noon, the, the pronunciation of the letter noon, waladdalin noon, noon, except that they will say ami. And this is in opposition to the sunnah. And this is even rushing to do things before the imam. Because the imam did not finish from his saying waladdalin. Case. If someone does not know the fatiha, is it binding upon him or her to learn it? The answer is yes. It's an obligation to learn. Because its recitation is obligatory. And if he doesn't have a new to Islam, and doesn't know the recitation of the Fatiha yet, is learning it. And suppose he knows, for example, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ Surah Al-Ikhlas, then he may recite that until he learns the Fatiha. Or, if he doesn't know Surah Al-Ikhlas, nothing from the Quran, then he may say, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar, Wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah, until he or she memorize the surah.
until he or she memorized the surah. This brings the end of this part of the discussion. Inshallah ta'ala, we will continue that as a schedule. Walhamdulillahi, alladhi bina'matihi tatimmu salihat. Wa barakallahu fikum. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.